You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners, to Breaking the Silence. Today, we are answering the question, what are the key motivators for why kids hire porn? And we're going to break that down. What does that mean, hiring porn? And today, with us to help answer this question, we have the amazing Kristen Jensen. And Kristen is author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids, and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Jr., A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. She is producer of the Brain Defense Digital Safety Curriculum, founder of protectyoungminds.org, and owner and CEO of Glen Cove Press, LLC. And fun fact, she also helps sponsor our podcast. She believes in our vision and what we strive to do. And we're so grateful that she helped sponsor us to keep us going. And we're so happy and glad to have her with us today. So excited to talk about this subject, talk about what she's done. And Kristen, let us know any other tidbits or exciting information about yourself for our listeners. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's great to talk with you, Creed and Chriselle. I was raised in two different weird places, not weird, but like Boston, Massachusetts and Cheyenne, Wyoming. So I kind of have this cultural dichotomy going on. And I've often thought about how that affected me because I moved from Cheyenne to Boston when I was about 10. The thing that it changed about me is I was a real outsider And it helped me to learn to kind of stand on my own two feet and not worrying about going with the crowd. And I think whenever you're standing up against pornography and talking about, you know, pornography and its effect in a world that just accepts it, idolizes it, thinks it's maybe even normal or useful um, or even necessary, I think you have to have a little bit of that where you just can stand on your own two feet and be able to talk about uncomfortable topics and make them comfortable. So I think that's what Reach 10 is partially all about. So I think I fit right in. For sure. And we love your book. Yes, we love that. (laughs) We love everything that you stand for, everything that you do. I mean, my mom bought five of the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures books and gave them as Christmas presents to each of my siblings to share with their kids. And I'm just such a huge fan of what the content you've created. I'm such an advocate for preventative measures, teaching kids. It's just awesome. Oh, that's exactly right. We love your mission because it's so much in alignment with our mission of of standing up and creating a culture and and even healthy behaviors that that we actually want rather than like feeding the negative behaviors or like the silence that often surrounds those topics. Or like you said, I think it's so fascinating that yeah, porn is like seen as a norm. 
and it's totally okay. And it's not, and we need to help our kids be ready to be ready to see it and to be ready to be confronted by it and, and to know what to do. So I'm stoked about this (laughs) podcast because that's what we're going to talk about. And I love this question that we're kind of discussing throughout the whole thing is why do kids, like what motivates kids to hire porn? What does it mean to hire porn? When I got started with this whole project of writing good pictures, bad pictures, and kind of being a part of this movement, I never really heard any talk about why kids use porn. It was like, well, everyone knows, you know, there's no question. It was just like, well, they're curious and no one really broke it down to why are they using porn? What are the purposes? So I was at a a summit for digital citizenship a few years ago, and one of the speakers got up, Jake Schroeder, and talked about this theory called the jobs to be done theory. And it was pioneered and really invented by the late Clayton Christensen of Harvard Business School. And basically, in a nutshell, he explained that every one of us is trying to make progress. We're trying to get from point A to point B. And in order to make that progress, we hire products to do a job for us. So when marketers want to market their products more successfully, if they adopt this jobs to be done theory and use it in their marketing and advertising, they're really getting to the heart of motivation. So what does that mean? So just as an example, do y'all remember Snickers bars? What they used to do is they used to advertise Snickers for like the peanuts and the caramel and the chocolate, right? And like the features. But then they adopted this jobs to be done theory and they went after why people were eating Snickers. And they found out that people were eating Snickers like on the go when they didn't have time for a meal just to stave off that hunger. Maybe they had low blood sugar, whatever. So they actually redid their whole campaign based on the job that people were hiring Snickers to do, right? So you hire Snickers so that you won't be hangry. You hire Snickers so you'll be a nicer person. (laughs) Yeah, those Snicker bar commercials, right, where... Someone was being rude or snarky or sassy, but then they ate a Snickers bar and they were like calm, collected, and normal again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So really, you really you're use so you're buying Snickers, you're hiring Snickers to do a job for you. When I listened to Jake Schroeder talk about that, it just like I had this burning question come into my mind: Why are kids hiring porn? Because they are. So what jobs are they hiring porn to do? And I didn't think it was just one thing. I thought it must be a bunch of different things. Just like Snickers, you may be using Snickers and you're hiring Snickers because you didn't have a chance to eat your lunch and you've got to get to a meeting and be on top of your game or whatever, right? So there's a lot of different reasons why people hire Snickers and why do kids hire porn? We did a study and we recruited 10 people who identified themselves as having a porn addiction or having recovered from a porn addiction. And we did 10 in-depth interviews with each one of them. And of course we set up the whole study. It's a qualitative study. He did most of the interviewing 
And the basic idea was to try to identify and tease out, not in a direct way, but through all their conversation and answering questions, how they got involved with pornography and why they continue to use it. So we found that there were four main categories of jobs that kids hired porn to do. And they included one, knowledge and curiosity about sex, which I guess most of us would probably think is pretty common, right? Two, escaping from stressful emotions. Three, normalizing sexual abuse. And four, finding freedom and kind of rebelling in a safe way, in a way that they could keep secret. So within these four categories, there were various jobs, but that's the basic layout of what we found. I think most people just think, oh, well, kids are curious about sex, but it was more than that. Kids have jobs to do, to grow up. They need to grow up. They need to learn how to be an adult. And there's a lot they have to learn and they have jobs. They're trying to make progress. And so when a person or a child has a problem or has a job to be done, you kind of look out into your environment and you identify the various you know, alternatives, right? The products. So as far as pornography goes, there's the functional, you know, what can I learn from pornography? And two, there's the kind of emotional, how, how can pornography make me feel? And then uh, three social, like, how do I want to be perceived? So there's a lot of peer pressure to look at pornography too. And that kind of plays into that social aspect. So kids hire porn to do a variety of jobs. And the point is that it's logical. It actually makes sense why they go to porn and why it's such an attractive option. Yeah. So that's incredible that uh, you were able to help conduct this study to figure this out. And once again, I just want to repeat what the four reasons are. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first one is knowledge and curiosity about sex. Number two, escaping emotions. Three, normalizing sexual abuse. And four, rebelling in a safe way. So this is very helpful information for us to know, because if we know what jobs they're trying to accomplish, then we as parents, leaders can then provide resources for kids to get these jobs done in a better way than using pornography. Is that what we're right. getting at here? Yes, exactly. If we don't understand why a kid is going to porn, how are we going to help them? And also, I think even as, you know, people are older and they're trying to stop using pornography, if they can identify the jobs that they're hiring porn to do in their life, they can better find ways, healthier ways to do those jobs instead of porn. Porn just happens to be a very attractive, I mean, it's available. It's usually pretty cheap. It's immediate. You know, you can do it anonymously. So when kids look out and they're looking to find out about sex, and if their parents haven't talked to them, well, it only makes sense, we shouldn't get mad at them, that they <laughs> go to porn. I mean, it's the best product in their mind that solves the solution, that gets them from point A to point B. Now, we can look at that and say, oh, no, it's not a good product. It's not healthy. It's toxic. 
It can become an addiction. But if they don't know any of that, to them, it looks like a pretty good answer to their question and to give them information about sex. When we talked to all these 10 people and eight were men and two were women, the only thing they really had in common or the major thing they had in common is that no one, none of their parents had ever had a meaningful discussion with them about sex. Hmm. They just had to learn it on their own. So we need to provide earlier and better information about sex to kids earlier than maybe we needed it when we were younger, because there's so many sexual cues coming in at children. So that's the number one lesson. Talk to kids earlier about sex, answer their questions, make sure they hire you as the information for sex and not go hire Google or YouTube or, you know, social media. Totally. I, I think it's so interesting, this hiring jobs idea. I love this idea because it's very relatable. You know, <laughs> I, I can think of things that I hire in my life to soothe these same things, right? Like anytime I want to escape from my emotions, I totally hire things. I think something else that I want to be for my kids is I want to be the safe space for them to come. Like I always want them to know that we're having these conversations and I want to be a safe person that they can always come to. How do we do that? How do we become that person for them? Well, I think you start young, having conversations, open conversations, You try not to shame the children for asking questions. (laughs) And I think parents today are pretty good at that. You, You hire things to help you deal with your emotions. And one of the people that we interviewed, he said that when he would have an outburst as a, as a young tween, he would be banished to his room and told not to come out until he calmed himself down. But his parents never really taught him how to calm down. And I have to admit, I think I did the same thing to my kids. Like you go to your room until you can, you know, whatever. (laughs) The thing is, is we need to teach our kids in very intentional ways, what emotions are, what their emotional needs are. We all have emotional needs, how to fulfill our emotional needs in a healthy way. And so he, when he discovered pornography and masturbation, I mean, that was the go-to way that he dealt with his stress. And um, I do it with food. You know, if I am stressed, suddenly I'm in front of my refrigerator or pantry, you know, and heaven help you if you get in my way. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, we can all probably relate to, to hiring things that aren't healthy for us. But as we all know, pornography is so damaging, especially to a young person's sexual script and to their mind. So, to be able to teach them healthy ways to deal with their emotions. What a gift. I mean, that could probably save them if we are successful with that, that could save them from being involved in all kinds of addictions and all all kinds of addictive behaviors. I think to go along with that is we as adults also need to understand how to manage our own emotions and then be able to teach that to our children. Of course, we won't be perfect, We're never perfect in that, but I think it's valuable to become very mindful of our emotions and learn how to manage them and clearly communicate that to our children as well. One father, his name is John Fort. He models this for his kids. He'll come home and he will do this in in earshot of his kids. So it's not directly, 
but they hear him and he'll say to his wife, oh man, I had such a hard day. And then he'll say out loud what he's going to do to deal with that stress or those negative emotions that he's feeling, because we all know those feelings are temporary, but you know, they can be very painful. So yeah, I think that modeling and, and helping children see that it's okay to have these emotions. It's okay to be angry. It's okay. It's just what you do with it and teaching them how to deal with those emotions. Okay. So if we're finding us hiring jobs that aren't helpful <laughs> or, or pornography, right? If, if we're doing these things, then we want to back up and take some baby steps to start recognizing this is the emotion that I'm feeling and trying to run from. And what I'm really looking for is time to relax. And what are some options that are like healthy and are going to help me to relax? And that way we are learning those skills so that we can then model and help other people to learn those skills. So this is so, so good. And so we've answered the first two reasons why kids hire porn. Now, number three, what do you have in response for that one? Um, They use it to normalize sexual abuse. What's your response to that? I think three or four of the 10 that we interviewed had been sexually abused. I think three of them had been sexually abused by other children when they were young. And another one was sexually abused by an adult. So they went to porn because partly to normalize that experience And there is some research that shows that I believe John Fobert did this, Dr. John Fobert did this research and reported on this at a conference I was at. And he talked about how they did this study with women that were raped and what kind of porn that they looked at. And they looked at rape porn and it just was like flabbergasting. But they figured out they were trying to normalize the trauma. So some kids go to porn because it is traumatizing to be sexually abused. But if you go look at porn and some of the things that are happening there, you're like, oh, well, this is normal. So why should I feel bad? This is normal. And it's they're drawn to it just to try to normalize that, that sexual abuse. So this is more about trying to cope with something that feels wrong. Uh, so I think we need to be careful when chill, when we do find out that children are sexually abused, that we realize they may be more vulnerable to getting involved with pornography. So not healthy, but it's logical that kids hire porn for that job. Yes. This, how interesting this is that they're drawn to that to normalize their experience what trauma that must be. So unfortunately, I'm not an expert on trauma, but (laughs) off the top of my head, I believe that uh, the way parents can help out with this is within those discussions about sexuality, that consent and protecting our bodies needs to be addressed. And as well as what to do if somebody happens to touch us in an inappropriate way. And that hopefully with continued conversation, our children would be okay to talk to us if something like that happens. So that then we can work through the trauma together as opposed for them having to work on it on their own. Other options I'm sure and highly probably encouraged is working with a therapist on working through that trauma. Those are just some things off the top of my head. Any other thoughts about how to address that? 
I think that those were all really good. Kids do need specific teaching about body safety. And in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, I outline five rules of body safety rules because body safety and protecting a child against sexual abuse and teaching them to reject pornography really go hand in hand. When you teach a child to reject pornography, to turn away, to come and tell you when they've seen it, they're much safer because pornography is used to groom children for abuse, but it also grooms children to become perpetrators. Um, That's kind of a strong word to use for a child, but someone that will then turn and imitate what they've seen in pornography on another child. We teach them very specifically and intentionally what to do when they see pornography and what to do when or if anyone asks them to do things that are you know, inappropriate or unsafe with their bodies. And I think that's a big step in helping children be safe. I really love this. And I think that you outlined that so well. And it's so fascinating to me, the more that I learn about this to see how connected all of these things are. And it honestly often breaks my heart (laughs) so much that lack of information just continues to perpetuate the problem and the heartbreak and the pain and the suffering and the trauma and everything else that comes with that because of the lack of information. When really, if we'll just have these conversations with our kids. Yeah, let's stop the cycle and break the silence with our kids. Let's do it. Absolutely. I love that. I love the name of your podcast, Breaking the Silence, because (laughs) so many parents think that, well, if I don't say anything, hopefully nothing will happen. And, you know, I always say, well, there's the cross your fingers plan. (laughs) And that one has not been working very well. And then there's the proactive plan where you really just start early, answer their questions, begin those discussions and mentor them along so that they will know they can turn to you. I'll just uh, give you one more story. And that is, uh, this is probably one of my very favorite stories. A nine-year-old boy, his mother read him good pictures, bad pictures. And in that there is a plan for what to do when you see pornography. It's called the can-do plan. And so a few days later, he's at school and a friend comes up, shows him pornography on a phone, third grade. Well, he recognized what was happening. He recognized that it was pornography. He went home. He told his mom and he said to her, I was scared, but I knew what to do. I was scared, but I knew what to do. I mean, can you just feel that child being unburdened, you know, because so many children have to face this alone. They don't know how to con- how to begin this conversation. They don't have the vocabulary. They have this feeling that something's wrong, but no one's ever talked to them about it. And they just feel shame. So we really do our children a service when we will start these conversations early, earlier than we feel comfortable. And it's really never too early because even three-year-olds are on iPads and they can see Mm -hmm. things. We can't control what they see as much as we wish we could. And we try, right? I love that story that you shared. And finally, to wrap up, just to address 
The number four reason why kids hire porn to rebel in a safe way. What does that mean? And how can we help our kids divert that towards a better way to rebel maybe instead of through pornography? Yeah. And some of this has to do with parenting. I don't want to blame parents too much. I mean, we're all trying to do the best we can. But when you grow up in a family where you are expected to be perfect, where there are all these rules that are very hard and fast, when your parents are kind of like parenting with policies and you aren't told why, you're just told the rule. And there is this feeling of, I want to make my own decisions. You know, I don't want to be constantly dictated to, I want to have some say. There's this pressure to always be good and perfect and maybe even not show emotions. So when that's the case, you know, when I feel all those things, then I'm going to hire porn so that I can make my own decisions. I can feel like I don't have to be good all the time. So as we can see there, and there may be more jobs out there than these, but we can see that kids have more reasons to go to porn than just one. You know, the idea that they're going to porn to find out information about sex, certainly that's a big one, but there are other reasons. And that might be the one that initiates why they go to porn, but then there are all these other jobs that porn can do so well, you know, in the short term. And it's completely logical why they go to porn. It's cheap. It's intense. It does the job in the short term. And um, they don't understand that long-term, this can be very harmful and very difficult for them to deal with. Got to be taught healthier alternatives because hiring porn for a kid is a logical thing to do if they haven't been given other healthier products, right? To hire, to get the jobs done that they have to do to grow up. This has been so, so, so good. I feel like we could have had a podcast episode on every single one of these four (laughs) jobs that we hire out. And that would have been so great. I am so grateful that we're having this conversation and that we're breaking the silence on this topic because I think often, yes, Gen Z and millennials are are accused of being selfish and, and only worrying about themselves. But I also know a lot of Gen Zers and millennials that care a lot about the people coming after us, the, the next generations. And we can't help them without helping ourselves first. And so I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's so important that we change ourselves so we don't pass on these very sad and hard and painful patterns that uh, will just be repeated if we don't do something about it. So Kristen, thank you for your work. Thank you for sharing all of this wisdom with us. And bless you for doing all that that you do. Thanks, Chriselle. Thanks, Creed. Really appreciate talking with you today. I think that if we can think about the jobs that we need, that kids need to do, it also takes the shame out of it as far as, you know, why they're hiring porn so that we can then, you know, have a little bit more of a relaxed, logical conversations about it. And that's what kids need. So thank you. Before you go, we just wanted to mention a great opportunity to learn more at the Utah Coalition Against Pornography Conference. It's a virtual event happening Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time. 
And once again, this is an amazing conference put on by the Utah Coalition Against Pornography, and it's completely free. So go ahead to utahcoalition.org to find out the information and join in. Sure to be great. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.